Balotelli. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Gavin keeps it. Skill on goal. Look at that pass. Hayden! Goal! Columbus! There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible! Described by two uglies. Stupendous! Welcome to Bone and Beam United. This is a thing of genius. All right, so once again, it is uh, Zoom time for Bone and Beam United. And as you can tell, we are joined by evil bald Colin. AKA Colin Berenger. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty well, Bone. Thanks again. I've uh, I've always wanted to get on and hop on with you guys whenever you've been doing these podcasts, but I thought, you know, what better time than when you guys reached out for this? Yeah. So uh, the idea today is we've got a little thing happening with uh, the soccering world where the Premier League, which has been gone for forever, is coming back on Wednesday. And I don't know about you guys, but I am thrilled to actually have real soccer back again. So I figure you guys are excited too. I thought, why not do a little preview of what we can expect for, you know, the next few weeks, because we know who's going to win the title. We are obviously <laughs> aware of that. Well, we think we know who's going to win the title. It's not a sure thing just quite yet. I'm going to be pretty anxious to see how Liverpool handles their three month off window. Mm, yeah. I guess they could theoretically, they're not. <laughs> I think I'm just trying to like push myself into that thinking, but we all know that it's basically a done deal. Look at Colin's Spurs stuff got on too. Look at that. Ready to go. I haven't worn it since they broke my heart in the champions league last year. Ah, Um, That's a long, that's a long time. So those are fresh. Those are nice. No, (laughs) no, I'm joking. And they've been cleaned and ready to go. No, but that's the epitome of what my fandom is for it. But no, I'm excited for it to come back. Um, you know, if they can just not lose the teams they're supposed to beat, I think I'll be okay. But I think next Friday is probably going to be starting off with about as hard of a first test back as you could possibly think of is playing Beam's uh, Man U team. Yeah. Well, that's, mm-hmm. and that's, let's talk about the schedule real quick. So we want to kind of reset where everything stands, as I'm sure most people are aware of the standings. But if you're not, Liverpool sit on 82 points, 29 games played. City at 57 points. Mathematically not eliminated, but eliminated. Leicester just sitting pretty at third and with 53 points, Chelsea, 48 points. That's the final champions league spot. And then you've got man, you at 45 right there in striking distance Beamer. They've got the Europa league spot right now, but they don't want that. They want champions. Well, let's also not forget that Manchester city is still facing the ban from the champions league. So true enough, right? right. So that fifth spot, right. Right. Like, don't, don't forget about that, baby. We're fighting for fifth right now. I know that they're going to go through appeals and everything like that, but you know, really guys, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's been, it's been a long three months and bone. I know that we've talked about this before and we've had the Bundesliga and we did, you know, kind of a, a show talking about that a couple of weeks ago when, when that all got going and it's fantastic, but you know, just to have the game back, you know, like it's uh it's, it's great. I mean, I, it's just you've never experienced anything like this in your life. The the world basically stops spinning as far as sports go and a lot of other things go as well. And so to actually get this back when it looked like there for a while, like it wasn't going to happen, like they didn't know when the return date was. And here we are just a few days out from it. Like I, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And I think when you think about how weird this season has been 
I'm sure that it will go down for years. It will just be talked about as you will never be able to mention Liverpool winning a championship and winning this championship without bringing up the weirdness of this season. Uh, it, it's going to always kind of be in our frame of reference. And you're right. Well, Liverpool winning a championship alone bone is weird. So. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it is, well, not in recent vintage, but winning a championship in the Premier League, yes, they Correct. haven't done 30 years. So good time to break that. Say it uh, again. How many years? 30. Okay. 30. Yeah. Got but, it. Uh, how many years since Manchester United have won a championship? Because it's going to be longer than Liverpool's title drought in about six weeks or so. Why, do, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> also, I like how you try to play like, well, Liverpool may not win the title. Yeah. Who would win it if that were the case? Who would supplant them, Beamer? Who has the mathematical chance to do that? Your other favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's no good. It's, it's no so fun. Weird. But boys, the game's back, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, so Wolves, Sheffield. And I, I mean, do we want to say Tottenham has an outside shout at maybe a Champions League spot? Certainly if uh, City gets the Well, they, I mean, they have some games early on that can really get them some placement. I know they play Sheffield. They play Man, Man U early, so... I mean, if they can at least handle their business early on, they have a chance to at least make it look interesting towards the end. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's going to be the fun thing to watch. Now, the other part of this that I think is going to be exciting is the fact that you have so many games in such a compressed time frame. So they have to finish up match day 29 because not all teams have played 29 games. Uh, the teams that have not, Villa and Sheffield United, that will be your return of the Premier League. That is Wednesday the 17th, five days from now at 1 p.m. on NBC Sports. Obviously, all the games are on NBC Sports. Uh, then that same Wednesday, Man City and Arsenal square off at 3.15. So you got two nice games right there to get you started. Uh, I don't really care who's playing in those first two games. They're just playing, and that's what mm -hmm. I care about. Then on Friday, it starts a, I don't know, cornucopia of soccer for like a week to 10 days straight almost. Uh, you've got two games Friday, how many games, five, four games Saturday, three games Sunday, a game Monday, then two on Tuesday, then another five on Wednesday, another three that Thursday. <laughs> they take one day off and then they're back Saturday, June 27th uh, with another game, Sunday, another game, Monday, another game, Tuesday. I mean, it's just, folks, we got the World Cup and we didn't even know it. Like, it's yeah. not, it's not all those teams, but the the way that you watch the world cup is what there are games on kind of all the time every day you just pick and jump in just because it's soccer that's what the premier league's giving you right now and just in time for that to wrap up then you'll have like major league soccer will have their tournament i mean we probably will not stop having soccer now unless something happens with the covid again you know we we're, we're going to be back with soccer for as long as we want it it's going to i'm i'm excited about this and i'm i'm happy for it yeah, and usually, you know, obviously the Olympics were supposed to be going on this year, and that was something that I was looking forward to watching for the national teams. Like, and that would have been uh, a good thing, but we all know that got upended. So you're going to have that next year. You're going to have the – you'll have, what, the Euros next year, right? Correct? Yep. Or, you know, yeah, push it. yeah, yeah, it's next year. Correct. So we're in that. Yeah. We got a bunch of stuff that's going on. So, like, like you said, man, like there's going to be – games every single day with one off day and I don't know maybe the Bundesliga is going to be playing one of those days or one of the other leagues are going to be back playing so it really is pretty wild because you know at this point in the year 
if you don't have one of the big tournaments or qualifying or, or anything, it's usually a pretty dead time uh, when it comes to comes to soccer and we're getting ready for the transfer window and, and the start of July. And so all these different things. And so now that we've, you know, we've made it through the past three months with nothing going on and finally the ramp back up is here, like it's, it could possibly be, I mean, it's obviously something we've never seen before, but it could possibly be like one of the, the best things. I know there's a starvation for it, but you are literally going to get, like you said, Bone, like, I mean, uh, the amount of World Cup fixtures that, that you had each day is going to be blown out of the water by the yeah. return of the Premier League and La Liga and Serie A, like all those coming back. Like, it's going to be a ton, almost like too much to handle. You'll have to have the bone style and try to get like four TVs in your house. Yeah, four. Let's just, I mean, what am I, like college? I mean, come on, I've got so many. <laughs> come on, that's so silly. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, you're right, man. I'm so excited to watch all these games and the fact that they are coming back in a time where now our job, we are all used to having access to TVs while we're at work because we work at a sports radio station. But for most people who have been cooped up in their house, who have been working from home, like we all are right now, but for people who are working at home, now you'll have games on at times you can watch them when you're not at work. Or I mean, you're you know, you're working. There's still going to be a lot of people, though, not in the office to enjoy this. So welcome to all of you who, uh, you know, maybe have adopted day drinking because, you know, you're not at the office and you're allowed to maybe sit back on a bevy or two. Hey, I'm just saying now you get to experience the games in a fun, different way. I just imagine that there are going to be a lot of distracted soccer fans on, you know, Zoom meetings or whatever else that they're doing that are going to have these games on. And it's going to be quite the scene. How many, how many people is soccer scarves? Are those allowed in the corporate setting? Do you think if you, you have to wear like a shirt and tie, but if you put the sure. scarf on, can you, I mean, I think you can make that work. So. Yeah, I do too, but you're right. So usually bone and I know that you and I can attest to this and Colin, you can as well mm-hmm. working in a sports radio setting. It's obviously we're encouraged to, you know, we're encouraged, encouraged to watch as much as we possibly can. And I know for a fact bone that this has happened to you and I can know for a fact that it has happened to me where like we'll be doing the show there will be something going on and I will be looking up at the tv watching something on like a goal and it's different for me usually because you know I'm, we're on the night show starting at six so usually right. things have wound down by that time but like you have the shows where like you got champions league right in your wheelhouse you have the monday night games right in your wheelhouse so it's so wild because now everybody is going to experience what it's like for us because we're trying to do a radio show while this is going on, maybe not talking about soccer or the game. And like, still, I know that you and I are both like locked up on the TV and there have been plenty of times before where I'm like looking over at Tim be like, I, ha- I have no clue what you just said. Like I just <laughs> oh, totally is, zoned out. That is an occupational hazard. And Colin is the one who sits there at the board Probably well, Colin going, doesn't pay oh, attention anyways. Well, that's fair enough. But I'm just saying, like, in general, evil bald Colin or producers, they have to deal with us idiot radio hosts when we do get distracted. And he's, you're probably sitting there, Colin, thinking, what, what, is, what the hell is wrong with him? Why did he just answer that question with the exact same answer that Timmy just gave? Or the, I've done that with Mike for sure, where I've been watching, like, a Champions League game and you see a big buildup and you see a cross go in and a guy misses it by a hair. And Mike will be saying... And that's, you know, clearly not the way you want it. And I'm just like, 
You absolutely. You're right. He should have put that damn ball in the net. I, I completely agree, and I have no clue what was just said. I have absolutely no clue. So yeah, it. Uh, if you ever hear that, where it sounds like I'm just repeating something that he said, or I'm just cycling through, that's because there's a soccer game on. Nine times out of ten, there's a soccer game on, and I got distracted. So welcome to our lives. But I'm excited about it. I'm as I say every time when I talk about the uh, Premier League. Now let's look at the bottom of the standings because. That's it's a little more interesting for me, Bone, the bottom than the top. Like I, we, still, I, I think the Champions League stuff is fun. Champions yeah. League stuff's fun, but, but yes, obviously we know who's going to win the title, like you said. Um, so you have Norwich that is just, for all intents and purposes, done. They are technically not. They're only six points from safety, seven points from safety right now. Doesn't seem likely they would get that, but they still have the games in, you know, there's enough time to be able to make that up if they could. Sure. Uh, Villa sitting on 25 points. The line right now is 28. Uh, well, it's technically 27. There's three teams with 27 Correct. points. Burnmouth is the one that is currently out due to uh, goal differential. But then you have Watford and West Ham, both also on 27 points. Uh, all of those three teams have played 29 games. Additionally, Brighton <clears throat> is on 29 points, also having played mm-hmm. 29 games. So uh, Villa has the game in hand on everybody. So Villa could theoretically get a win, get even with their points and be out of the relegation zone as of, you know, when they play Wednesday. So what are you guys seeing with this part of the title or of the uh, relegation battle? Uh, what, what do you kind of expect here? And is there a team you see that you think for sure, I think they're, they're better than where they've, where they've been playing so far this year. And I don't expect them to get relegated. If there's one team, who do you think that would be? Go ahead, Colin. Um, well, I know a couple of friends that are big Villa fans, so they're, uh, they're not very confident where they are right now. Um, if I had to look, and I'm looking more at the group that are sticking at 27 right now, probably West Ham, which we'll see actually early on within the first couple of games. So, um, they're going to be fighting for their lives. Obviously. I think if I had to pick a team that would separate from that group, it'd probably be West Ham, but that's just me. Because they're playing. Yeah, so go ahead, Bone. I was just going to say, I'm a little surprised Burnmouth is down as low as they've been. I mean, obviously they haven't had the season they wanted to, but I've always like in the years that they've been in, I know they've struggled to stay up and they've, they've fought, but I kind of pictured them this season going into it being a little bit more of like a mid-level team, maybe not in the top 10, but hovering around, you know, 13, 14, but I guess. They've been up for a long time. Like they're one of the smallest clubs to ever reach the premier league level. Like I think still to this day, they have the the smallest stadium in the Premier League. Like it's not very big. It's it's very very small. Yes. So the fact that they've been up for this long, Bone, and you know have been a steady force. Like it's pretty impressive. So you're right. Like I saw them at the beginning of the year and before this pre-COVID stuff. It was pretty surprising where they were at. But I think that's going to be the big question. Like I know that golf just returned yesterday, and it's kind of like that. Like well, who was who was working out at home? Who was staying in shape? Because not only are you coming back to play, you know, in a season, you're coming back with basically nine or 10 games left to go. You're getting thrust right into it and you're in a relegation battle. So it's like, all right, well, what were you actually doing at home? You don't have, you don't have the, the, you weren't afforded the luxury of, of hanging around and trying to get your feet wet for three or four matches. Like you gotta, you gotta go. Yeah, you're no, you're exactly right. And I think part of what's going to, probably play a factor here is how many games if you're one of these relegation you know battle teams how many games do you have against 
the Newcastles, the Everton, sure. the Crystal Palaces, you know, the, these teams that are not in danger of getting relegated, but they are also nowhere near being able, well, not, they're not completely out of it, but it would take a lot. I don't know that they would be able to make up nine, 10, 11 points in the span of nine games. Are those teams to your point where they've been sitting out, are they the ones that are motivated to get in the work and to sure. come back fresh and ready to go when they're looking at the rest of their season. And, and some of those guys, those are teams too. They're going to be full of transfers. I know every team technically is going to be, but you've got guys that are looking at staying up in the premier league. That is their chance to avoid going down to championship. And that is their chance to avoid maybe having to move their family because if they help save their team from relegation, they're probably not going to get dealt or, or if they are, they're going to a better situation. Maybe they're going to get sold in that way, but those guys are going to be a lot more motivated. I would think that someone, you know, if, you, if you're sitting on there playing for Arsenal right now, as much as I'm, yes, you have pride, you have all that stuff. Are you feeling you like do. you have a legit That's chance? That's what you're saying you have. Do you really are you feel, are you feeling like you have a legit chance to do anything other than maybe try to make an outside run at, you know, that final, you know, Europa, that Europa spot. I don't know. I, I just feel like if you've got more games against those teams and you're in the bottom, you've got a better chance because those teams are going to be, a little less motivated, I would think, if anybody is. I will tell you this, though. You look at Villa, and I'll just pull them, for example, and what Colin said. Their first game back is, like you said, Bone, next Wednesday. It's against Sheffield. All right. You know, team that's fighting yeah. for Champions League spot. And then you have against Chelsea for Villa, Newcastle, Wolves, Liverpool, United, Palace, Everton, Arsenal, and West Ham at the very end of the year. So like you got a bunch of games against top heavy teams and you could honestly be looking at that last game of the year against West Ham. Like that could be, that could be a game where if it goes either way, win, lose or draw, it could be one that is just going to be a relegation game possibly. Yeah. Do you have a Bournemouth schedule by chance that you could pull up? Because I'm not. I don't have it right now, but you know what? The power of the internet is a pretty good thing. So see if you can grab that real quick. While you're looking, I will tell you that my understanding of Bournemouth. I I had a friend. Well, I have a friend. Her name's Chris. Uh, Chris Mockridge is her name, which is a very British sounding name, which is good because right. she is from Great Britain. Um, but she is actually from Bournemouth, and so okay. I met her. Uh, she actually was in our wedding. Um, she was my wife's youth pastor growing up in North Canton. So she's, my wife has known her for probably, you know, 20, 25 years. So, uh, she would tell me of her little tiny club that could in Burnmouth. And she would talk about how she was from this little town. And I always struggled to remember what her favorite team was whenever we would talk soccer and she would say, it's Burnmouth, you know, and just that was and that was kind of the discussion and I, I always thought that was you know interesting because I thought yeah well whatever Burmouth who cares and then now they've made it up and she was very excited when they got up and they've stayed up for the most part so yeah I, I I'm, I'm happy for them I'm rooting for them but they are a, a really great success story there and and hopefully they can stay up so right now Burmouth's remaining it looks like nine games that they have they're at home against Crystal Palace next Saturday on the road against Wolves on Wednesday and then on the 1st of July home against Newcastle on the road against United at Old Trafford at home against Tottenham at home against Leicester on the road against City and then they finish up the season at home against Southampton and then on the road 
against Everton. So you have United in there, you have Leicester in there, you have Tottenham in there, and you have City in there, which... Uh, Dude, those are tough. But you also mentioned, tough. you mentioned Palace, Everton, Newcastle? Correct. And Southampton, right? Those are all yes. teams that those four, I mean, that's your... Those to me are your must-win games if you're Burnmouth. Like you, those are you, your points games, right? Yeah, those right. are your points, go for go for three points. Happens. If you can get if you can get one point apiece or you know one two points and four against the other four teams, then you're probably thinking, all right, that's that's decent. You know what I've decided? Burnmouth. What? The rest of the year, my team. Are, you have a curse. You have that's, curse. I, that's my team. You're you're a cursed person. Well, Chelsea's my Champions League team. Burnmouth is my relegation battle team. Sunderland is my they're just dead in the water team. Uh, not as bad as the Shrimpers, but you know. How dare you? <laughs> At least your team didn't try to buy the league and fail two years straight in well, the third division. Like Sunderland, they just, Sunderland thought we can just spend all the money and we'll stay up. And then it didn't happen last year. They lost two Cup finals, and then this year just the whole season's over so they don't even get to try but they were they weren't even in the playoffs how does that happen you're Sunderland in the third division you have all the money in the world for that level how in the world do you not anyway we'll get to our uh, league one preview and post op or whatever well and league two preview come on now i mean next year yeah next gonna, year you gotta get the have to be focused back. on league one and league two because we are not letting sammy the shrimp Go by the wayside. We're not letting that happen. By the way, I I'm, now I'm just – I was reminded of this because we're talking League One, so divergent for a second – a little diversion for a second. I was watching 10 TV the other night. Shout-outs, Tegna, bros, and, and sisters. <laughs> Shout-out, yeah. shout Tegna. <laughs> right. Yeah, shouting-out, Tegna here. But I was watching 10 TV, the local news, and they were showing uh, in Delaware that there was, like, a, a prayer gathering for – you know, some of the, the unrest over the George Floyd situation and, and Black Lives Matter. And, and I thought that was really cool. And it was in a church parking lot. Everybody was social distancing, but they were just praying. And I thought, well, that's very nice. You know, I'm not super religious, but I grew up in that school. And as I'm watching the news footage, I see that there's a, a guy wearing a soccer jersey. And I'm sure you guys are the same way. When you see someone wearing a soccer jersey in public in a non-soccer setting, it's like, like oh, oh well, a yeah. soccer fan. Okay. You, you just instantly are like, oh, there's, there's a soccer jersey. And I saw it said like Mick George on it. And I, 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 that was the sponsor. And I thought, I think I know, wait, who that's Peterborough United, Peterborough United are also in league one. They were right there with Sunderland. And I was, my brother lives in Delaware. My brother is a the Peterborough state or United the city. Man. No, the city. He lives just okay. up the road in Delaware. So you have to specify here. Sorry. In Delaware, Ohio. Yeah. He lives in Delaware, Ohio. And in my dumb brain, I'm watching 10 TV. I see this happen and I go, wow, there's someone else in Delaware wearing a Peterborough United jersey. <laughs> I wonder if Brother Bone knows him. And then I looked at the shot again and I'm like, that is Brother Bone. That's, that's he's actually there. That's my brother. <laughs> so, I didn't recognize my own brother on the news, but I was happy to see Peterborough United getting some representation. So good. Of course. Them. That's great. Hey, Colin, do you going. have do you have a League One or League Two team? Man, I barely have enough time for this MLS and the men's national team. No, I haven't even thought about it once in my life. Well, as a Sunderland fan, I would just encourage you to join up. Go watch Sunderland Till I Die on Netflix. You got two seasons worth. Oh, yes. I've been thinking about doing that. Yeah. You got to watch it. 
and you, and then you will see why I'm so mad. You will uh, spoil. I spoiled the whole thing for you, but you will see. Why well, you I'm know, so it, here's the funny thing. We were talking before we got on here talking about why I picked Spurs, and I was like, you know, yes, why I asked why you who Spurs. are the Browns of the EPL, and they said that picked them about seven, eight years ago, and haven't looked back since. But it, it's been it's been bad at times. But has it been Sunderland bad? I, I can't imagine oh, no. being a fan of them. It could be even close to that. Beamer, you you can maybe bridge the gap on this because I'm too close to it. Would Sunderland let's let's pretend that the NFL had relegation? Okay. <laughs> the Browns for sure would have been down at least once or twice over the course of the last 20 years, right? Like oh, once or twice. They would have yeah, never right. got their ass back up to the Premier League. Right. I am saying, <laughs> Colin, if you really want to root for the Browns of English soccer, Sunderland might be your team. They have history. Honestly, they have history. They have a stadium that is beloved and that it's cherished. And that is, you know, people watch Sunderland until I die. You will find a lot of similarities to Northeast Ohio. Promise you industry center of industry on the water gutted because all the jobs left and people, all they have left is Sunderland. That's their thing. And they're very religious up there. Like, I promise you, you are going to find that Cleveland is a spiritual successor to Sunderland. Shrimpers I might, be damned. I, I might just Peterborough pick them up. Be damned. <laughs> I might just pick them up. All right. And then well, and prepare to never be able to watch a game because they're going to be in league They're in league one for another year. So good luck with sure. that. You know, I'm, I'm actually thinking, so it's really cool. South End does this thing. It's like a, a pass, right, where you can watch all their games 60 pounds a year on like their own in-home like broadcast. And I'm thinking about doing it. I'm thinking about doing it for next year. Just really, just really diving into the water. You know, it would be interesting if we now, now we've turned this into a league one soccer podcast, which I'm (laughs) all about. This is good. But I I, I actually wonder, should we maybe like get, because brother bone is Peterborough United. I'm Sunderland. You're shrimpers and your guys will be in league two. What if we got a soccer bar when we can go to those things and get back to some normalcy? What if we all just did that and paid for our own team's thing? And then we just Great. like once a week, it's like today we're watching a Sunderland game. Next week, we're watching the Shrimpers. Week after that, it's Peterborough. If someone else wants to join and bring their, you know, subscription key, they can come in and we'll throw that game on. But, you know, once a week, we gather, screw all this Premier League stuff. These high-paid athletes, look, we can go watch a bunch of guys who are, you know, eating sandwiches on the sidelines and just chilling out, smoking heaters. That's what I want to watch. Like my guy, Wayne Sutton, eating the pie in the FA Cup. That'd be, that's forever my guy. Oh my God, I love him. That guy's my hero. All right, so yeah, so I think we've talked enough League One. So we've we've given you our soccer bona fides for the day. So I hope you uh, are happy to know that we all appreciate soccer. Uh, final thoughts, guys. If we have to look up at uh, you know the battle for the Champions League, because I think that one... Let's assume that Manchester City skates because they're we won't know for sure. Their ruling comes up in July. That's when they're gonna get the verdict. And then they can appeal that, right, Beamer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're going to appeal, appeal the hell out of it. I don't know what's going to happen with that bone. I, I have literally no clue. You know how these things go in world soccer and with everything that's going on. Like I just I have no idea what to expect. So I'm with you. Like I'm, I'm going to be under the assumption that they are going to be in the Champions League. That's okay. just my opinion. Right. Let's do that. If that is the case, then what you have here is 
for that fourth spot, Chelsea holds it with 48. Then you've got your boys, Manchester United at 45, Wolves at 43, Sheffield United at 43. I think we throw Tottenham in the mix at 41, but then I'm not, I, even though Arsenal is only a point off of that, I don't, I don't think Arsenal has the horses. I, I, I barely, no offense, Colin, but I barely think Tottenham does. But You're probably let's, right. Let's keep them in the mix of those teams. What seems most likely to uh, both of you, uh, Colin? I'll let you go first. What do you see shaking out there? Uh, so I never have full trust in my team, even though they come out and surprise me every so often. Um, and so we're 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 assuming that Man City gets out. Or, or, or the, no, they're, they're in. in. We're, they're in. So the so they're basically, in. if they're in, that locks them in, and uh, Leicester's at fifty three points. I don't think yeah. anybody's catching them. Honestly, I, I my top thing would be it would just stay the top five would stay the same. You get what you're getting there. Man, Man U goes to the Europa League. But if I had to pick a team in that like group right after Man United, if Man City happened to get out, I'd probably go with Wolves at this point. But it's kind of like in between those two teams because I just. It's going to really depend. My feeling on this actually is going to happen in game two coming back when they play Sheffield Tottenham is if they can come out and show that like, hey, we're not messing around with some of these top teams and we're going to actually play a full complete 90 minutes, then I'll probably buy in a little bit more. But as of right now, I'd probably take one of those two teams right above them. Yeah, I'll I'll give you that. If Tottenham comes out and can smack Sheffield and show that like, hey, we're Tottenham, we don't belong down here, we need to be up close to the top four – if they put on a performance in that game, I'll start to believe a little bit more. Beamer, what do you think? Yeah, I think it all depends on the schedule, right? You look at Chelsea, they start off against Villa. So obviously a big game for both teams in different regards. Yes. At home, there's not going to be any fans in the stand, but still how much of an impact is that going to be? I'm not really sure. So you think, all right, favor Chelsea in that game. And then they play City, which will be – uh, fantastic for all different reasons because City obviously in the driver's seat for a Champions League spot. Chelsea is as well at the moment. That game could have a lot on the line. And then you look at Leicester, the game on the 27th. So like back-to-back games against top four teams for Chelsea, that's going to be a huge swing point. And then against West Ham, another team that's battling relegation, you know that they're going to be trying to play 90 minutes every single game to try and do whatever they can to stay up. Watford and then Crystal Palace, Chelsea and or excuse me, Sheffield United and then Norwich. So their first four games have a lot of intrigue, more intrigue than their last four for me. And then you look at Manchester United. I really I do think it's it's the five teams right now. I think it's those five what what you're looking at. And so you look at United schedule, you know, like Colin said, first game is against Tottenham. They're trying to jump up and trying to stay in the mix. So that's huge. Sheffield United, all right, Norwich, Brighton, and then Burnmouth, Aston Villa, Southampton, Crystal Palace, West Ham, and then they finished the season against Leicester. So if you're looking at it just based on what is available, what is the easier route to the points, like I'm looking at Manchester United. I know I'm a Manchester United fan, but you actually look at the games that are on the schedule and all this is up in the air depending on what they have done during quarantine and how they're going to are they going to be sharp? Are they going to be flat? How long is it going to take to get them acquainted to this? But if you're looking at the actual schedule, I probably say the teams that are in the top three right now. So you get Liverpool, you get Manchester City, you get Leicester, and then I'm going to go with with United at the end, just by one or two points at the end against Chelsea. Very good. Although I will say the problem you did not factor in is that Manchester United does not have a healthy 
uh, soccer baby, American soccer baby in Christian Pulisic. So correct. Just they don't. They have a Chelsea, name. Chelsea has our dear, precious Saint Pulisic, our our soccer baby, our hope for the future, and he's fully healthy now. He's going to start ripping goals. I predict 15 goals. goals still. You think he's still get? We're still going to get that 15 easy. Fifth, what are we talking about? No problem. <laughs> fine. He got a little injury. That's fine. He's going to bang in two against city alone. So right there, it's going to so take I'm guessing it. that you're going to say Chelsea then gets in. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm rooting for them, but, but yeah, I, I, without looking at the schedules, I know you broke it down a little bit there. I will say the team that I think outside of, you know, the Chelsea man, man United outside of those two, I think Sheffield it has a really good shot at it, but again, this is this is going to be. Wouldn't that be a wonderful story? Wouldn't that be cool? It would be crazy if they if they pull that. Like, out. think about that. You would have if if this were to go the way that that would happen, Bone. You would have Leicester City and Sheffield United in the Champions League. What a world that we would live in. That's great. And then and then they'll shut it all down and say only like the top four teams that yeah, are always exactly. the top four teams can get in because they'll change the they'll just change the Champions League to fix that. Mm -hmm. um, one last thing, this is not English soccer related, but since we now know it, it, we would be remiss not to mention it. A good morning to everyone out there except for Atlanta United, New York Red Bulls, and Kentucky FC because y'all can get bent because you're going to be in Group E, a.k.a. the Group of Columbus Domination when the crew take over in the MLS is back cup. Now, that's not for another more or less a month. I think July 8th is when that starts. So. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll zoom it up then, and we'll preview that. And uh, Beamer, if we do, I look forward to your Western Conference preview because I think that will be very exciting. Me too. I got to say, Vancouver Whitecaps, watch out for this Alfonso Davies kid. He's pretty damn <laughs> He's not there anymore, but yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right, because he's dominating in the world stage. He is, and he – that's a Canadian soccer baby that I really like. I wish, I wish that he was an American soccer baby, but you know what? I, I have love for him even though he's playing for Canada – uh, by the way, Vancouver, for what it's worth, they're playing with Seattle, FC Dallas, and the Quakes. Sounds like a win to me in that group. Sounds <laughs> sure. Like up the Cougs is what they yeah. say about them. We, we get closer to that. We will uh, give you a little preview of that as well because that's like <laughs> MLS World Cup, which is going to be – they're playing a, you know, round-robin tournament. Group it's going to be great. I'm excited about it. That So, to me, here, I'll have a little quick thing on that before yeah. we get out of here. I am, listen, when it comes to MLS, like, we are very honest about that here. Like, Bone, you love it. It is, it's tough for me to get into it. What I need is something like this where there are games on basically all day, every day for a month, month and a half straight, and it is just like – I got it. Just like pump it into my system because if it's on every day in a world without sports, well, guess what? I am going to be watching. So this is something honestly that I'm excited for because I really do feel like it's going to push me to watch it. So yeah. like I'm, I'm, I'm pumped up about it. I think the cool thing about that tournament is like you said, when you watch the world cup, like for me, I know maybe one or two guys that play for Switzerland because I've watched them play and they've brought it up in a premier league game or they brought it up in a champions league game that this guy plays for Switzerland or he's, and that's, that's fine. But then when I get to watch like on a Tuesday and then on a Sunday and then on another random Thursday, Switzerland play three times, I get familiar with those guys. And then suddenly I say, yeah, I'm kind of rooting for them against Brazil or, or whoever they're playing. Right. Like, and, and it's easier to kind of know the storylines and know like, Oh, that guy missed a penalty in this game. And you can't really do that 
when everybody is playing at 7.30 on a Saturday night, you know, right. less. And it's the same thing in the NFL, but we're a little more aware of the NFL because it's just, in, you know, saturating. So you're right. There will be a lot of people, I think, that can get into MLS more by watching this and being able to see, oh, that's who plays for City, New York City FC. Oh, that Nashville has a team. I forgot. What do they do? Oh, they suck. Okay, well, but still, you, you know they yeah. suck now. And then now you know why because you've watched them. So when else would you be watching those teams unless they played the crew? So at least for us, being Columbus fans. Right. Um, all right, guys, thanks again for doing this. We appreciate it. And to everyone listening, thank you for checking us out on YouTube. Thank you for listening to Bone and Beam United. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you uh, also leave a review. If you've enjoyed this, you want us to do more of this, uh, we appreciate it. Evil Bald Colin, if you like him, you can, of course, check him and beam around to the Buckeye Show. But Evil Bald Colin, quickly plug your podcast because you and Timmy do one about basketball. Yeah, so it's a little bit of an offseason right now. We're kind of a little sporadic because of that. There's not a whole lot to talk about in the moment. But as you know, we get closer to August and whatnot and players get back on campus for college basketball, Mad About Hoops is available also on every platform you get your podcast so it's a really good um there's a lot of movement there's actually conference realignment going on right now so maybe when tim gets back from vacation we'll talk about that um but besides that yeah can't wait for another season to start and at least we can get a march madness next year there you go all right mad about hoops check that out on all your major podcast platforms bone and beam united thank you again for listening we will see you guys next week cheers <laughs>